It's the Boiled Sports Predicto. And if the last Boy Scout taught us anything, it's that Friday night's a great night for football. Welcome in, everybody. It's Friday, the normal day for the Predicto, but it's a same-day episode as mere hours after we record this. Purdue will hit the frozen ass field in Minnesota to play the tight pants-wearing P.J. Fleck and the fighting Flecksters. It's weird how, when you think of Minnesota, all you can think of is Fleck and his weirdo like outfits, like maroon pants and neckties under a quarter zip, uh, and his behavior. It's almost like he wants to be the focus of attention. Hmm, weird. Anyway, let's take a quick moment to thank our ongoing sponsors for their support, or our sponsors for their ongoing support. Hell, I'm not re-recording this. First, Martin Vintage, where you can get truly wonderful, soft, comfortable Purdue t-shirts. You can also get a 15% discount if you're boiled at checkout. Martin Vintage at martinvintage.com. Thanks also to AJ's in West Lafayette. Excellent comfort food, tons of beers on tap. AJ's Burgers Beef Beer. Go to eataj's.com. And of course, our friends at Gridiron Metalworks, your solution for the hard-to-shop-for person. Grill grates, griddle grates, home and office decor branded to your favorite college team, armed service, or civic organization. Gridiron Metalworks, gridironmetalworks.com. Okay, so Purdue faces Minnesota and Minneapolis tonight under the lights, like two high school teams. Um, I shouldn't make too much of a joke about it, though, because... um, I, truth be told, I like Purdue on weird nights sometimes. Um, anyone who likes Big Ten football will be watching, so that's kind of cool. You know, we've talked about this in the past when Purdue has a weirdo bowl game. You know, the fun part is like that's what leads Sports Center. It's it's you know maybe it will, maybe it won't, but it's the Big Ten game. It's the game tonight, right? So that's exciting, and I think occasionally it's fun. A, a Wednesday, uh, not Wednesday, a Thursday, uh, a Friday. That's fine every now and then. Um, you know, obviously we love Saturday nights, but there's a lot to watch on Saturday night. So Friday night, it's pretty cool to kick off your weekend with this, <laughs> assuming things go well. Um, Minnesota and P.J. Fleck have quickly become one of the top programs that Purdue fans want to beat. Um, I base that statement essentially on the vitriol and the Boiled Sports group chat about the Fleckster, um, I guess. But but I think it holds true, and that's my dog jingling in the background because that's what dogs and children do when you're trying to record things. Last we saw Minnesota... The BS uh, posse was in the stands. We were there, all of us, um, for a while anyway. I left, famously, among our group with plenty of time left in the game because I'd seen enough. I didn't used to do that, but uh, it I'd, I'd had enough. I'd had enough of everything. Alcohol, food, chicken fingers, uh, Purdue football, such as it was. Um, seeing Elijah and Rondell go out in back-to-back plays was I just, I kind of had enough. Um, it was not, Speaking of that, it was the last time Rondell saw the field for Purdue, which is incredible. Uh, might he be back on the field tonight? Uh, I personally, me, Jay Money, had decided that after he missed the first two games, I thought he's not coming back at all. I just don't think he is. That's been my feeling all along. But there are rumors swirling 
I wouldn't say swirling, tiny rumors popping up among somewhat reputable sources that he might finally return tonight. So what I would say is let's keep that grain of salt rolling around with our predictions. Um, if Rondell jogs onto the field, everything goes out the window and we all just look like the screaming gif of Jonah Hill. Uh, let's get to it, though. First up, Boiler Dad. So I thought Purdue would come out with guns blazing versus Northwestern. We never really saw that offensively. And then on top of that, I, uh, I just thought they were a little bit better team than they clearly are at this point. I will say that my confidence in um, the team being that good was shaken a bit last week. Also, uh, earlier in the season, Coach Brom said that uh, Purdue would be very motivated to beat Illinois because Illinois had depensed them the, uh, the season before, and he thought that they would uh, you know, really, really understand how big that situation was. And during the Illinois game, it looked like Purdue lacked motivation to me um, and allowed Illinois to make that game very close. And Illinois is not a great opponent. So now, similarly, Purdue goes to Minneapolis. It's going to be very, very cold. It should be dry, which is good still as of 48 hours out. Um, it looks like the weather should still be good. Actually, we're about 24 uh, hours out. The weather should be pretty good, um, but cold. And um, Aiden O'Connell looks like he's going to be quarterback. He still has the problems that we've seen all season. I think he's a solid quarterback, but he still has a hard time with uh, taking sacks and not being able to stretch the field, as we've said ad nauseum and we talked about during the handsome hour this week. So I am not so sure that Minnesota just simply isn't due for a really good game. I think they still have a lot of weapons. I think they, P.J. Fleck is really good versus Jeff Brom. I mean, they've actually uh, been pretty even, but he's been pretty good versus Brom. And um, uh, part of me thinks that this might be uh, a classic Jeff Brom losing streak starting maybe two or three games. If uh, if they can't show a pulse, if we can't see Rondale back and we can't see a change in play calling, I think um, a bad thing versus Northwestern could turn really lousy really quickly. I pick Minnesota to win. I'm going to say, let's say 35 Purdue 23 as the offense struggles yet again to move the ball consistently. I know that I, I am aware that Minnesota's had a hard time versus the run and Purdue should be able to run the ball. That said, Purdue has had a hard time running the ball, period. And Purdue has had a very hard time getting the ball to different receivers. And I think Minnesota's defensive coordinator probably notices that David Bell is absolutely the focus of the offense. So until we see a change, I'm going to go with what I know and say Minnesota wins, sadly. As he noted, I will give Boiler Dad some rope here. He was recording on Thursday, and he's acknowledged that a return of Rondell could be as much of a 14-point swing and how sweet it would be to return against Minnesota and carve him up with David Bell. Uh, next, we move on to Anish, who doesn't have much to say. Oh, oh, oh wait. Uh, I'm, I'm being told he does have much to say. All right. Let, I mean, like, let's just call it right at the top. I want another win against P.J. Flex, stupid face. I mean, Brahm is 1-2 against PJ, uh, you know, the the coming off back-to-back -back losses against Minnesota, Tanner Morgan tearing Purdue up last year, um, convincing Minnesota during their year-long kind of Cinderella run that Tanner Morgan was uh, better than I think all of us knew him to be. Um, and I think, you know, Purdue put together an almost 
fourth quarter comeback, but it kind of it fell short because that's what happens when you dig yourself a 21-point hole against a team that's on a roll. Now, this year, Tanner Morgan has had a much tougher start to the year despite having one of the better receivers in the country in Rashad Bateman, possibly, um, you know, one of the handful of receivers um, that is, you know, in, uh, you know, the same air as David Bell's uh, beginning of the season. Um, and Minnesota this year is much more dependent on the running game with Muhammad Ibrahim. So we'll see, we'll see how high powered they actually end up being. Uh, I think they put up 38 points on Purdue last year. AOC, um, looks to be banged up and, you know, as Jay Money said on the podcast earlier this week, which you should listen to, um, it seems to be just the right time for a quarterback change. Purdue's offense looked anemic last year. And what better time, um, you know, to, to, to make a change, to make a real change than, you know, it's four weeks, five, how many ever weeks we are technically into the season, four weeks, I suppose. Um, it, you know, coming off yeah, where where AOC just seemed to be locking into Bell every time he wasn't really going through um, progressions. I think Jack the Snack gets the nod. And it, it also is a really nice matchup for him because Minnesota, um, you know, it, it they're tough, but they're not as tough as last year. And then you're going into the home stretch of the season with Rutgers, Nebraska, and IU, all of them. Uh, you know, Rutgers and Nebraska, at least the next two Rutgers and Nebraska are jokes of teams. So let's, you know, let's hope that we can ease into it. Um, we can ease Jack the Snack into gameplay this year. I know I called Rondale, uh, Rondale's comeback last week and I was, I was burned a little bit, but I'm doing it again this week. I think we see him play this year and what better time than during Plummer's debut against an opponent that we all know Brom wants to beat in prime time on Friday night with all of college football fans um, who are jonesing for college football uh, watching the Boilermakers on Friday night. And so on the podcast, I think I think at least I came off a little bit too harsh. You know, even though I predicted a loss against Northwestern, it was just a way that the game was called that very conservative, very, um, you know, indecisive, wasn't balanced at all. I mean, two yards rushing, it seems that a balanced offense and, uh, you know, an offensive genius in Jeff Brom should be able to garner more than two yards of rushing. But, you know, Jeff Brom generally has one of those games a year. At least he has, um, you know, every year that he's been here, there's always been a dud. It's usually been uh, against, you know, the, the Rutgers or Illinois or, um, you know, a non-conference, non-Power 5 opponent. So it was kind of a surprise that it came against Northwestern, but... Um, let's hope he's got that out of his way. And, you know, even if, um, you know, no matter how the game goes this week, I think we all just want Brom to come out swinging and the offense to come out much more balanced. And that's, you know, because he's got a real weapon in the Hulk Horvath. Um, and so let, let's hope to see something a little more balanced this week. I think Purdue wins. I think Purdue wins 35-31. Again, a game um, in the 30s because I don't trust either defense. I said that last week, but wow, did last week just seem like it kind of came out of the blue. And maybe that's why it was, um, you know, it was a little surprising, a little difficult uh, to take. Um, and, 
you know, in reality, I think coming into the Northwestern game, we should have viewed this as a stretch, you know, a two-game stretch, Northwestern and Minnesota. And if you could go one and one um, in this stretch, you know, going two and one, uh, you know, in the at the end of the season, Rutgers, Nebraska, and IU, no matter which two games you get, I think, you know, you'll, you'll finish with a record, Purdue will finish with a record above 500, and we can kind of classify this as a step, a step, a weird season, but a step in the right direction. Um, now, that being said, I'm not entirely sure Purdue betting to cover as two point two and a half point favorites is the, is the safest bet if you're a college football gambler, but, you know, we all make dubious life choices, Purdue fans anyway, so I'm going to bet it. See you under the Friday Night Lights. Oh, sorry, sorry, what? Oh, I'm up, I'm up, I'm up. Thanks for that, Anish. Appreciate that. Um, as for me, Jay, what do I think? I think Purdue could absolutely beat Minnesota. I think Minnesota is talented, but not great. I continue to think that Purdue could beat anyone on their schedule, okay? Um, but I, we, we also have to use our eyes and our learned knowledge to make rational predictions. And based on what we've seen thus far, out of the play calling, the quarterbacking, etc., I don't feel great about this. You can say what you want about PJ, but his team's are usually fired up to play. Um, and I know he knows what Purdue thinks of him. I know he knows what Brom probably is wanting to do. So he's going to have them ready. And Purdue, for all the blustery Jeff Brom pregame speeches, they have not looked particularly fiery this year to me. Maybe that's not entirely fair, but I can't help but keep thinking about how close this team is to 0-3 right now, right? A comeback win against Iowa, almost a collapse against Illinois, and a loss against Northwestern. All competitive games that could be 0-3 with three tight losses where you'd be talking yourself into the fact that they're right there. They could be 3-0, and but they're not. They're 2-1, which is great. Let's be, I mean, not great, but let us it's great compared to 0-3. <laughs> um, it could be a fun Friday night that makes them 3-1 and and gets us all feeling great into the holiday season. What could be cheerier than drinking eggnog out of a moose mug and Purdue being 3-1? and Let's be honest. So... Um, that would be great. Sadly, my predicto is a Purdue loss in the cool air of Minnesota, 24 to 20. If Rondell comes back on the field, that might change. But I think right now, again, I'm going to apply logic and, and talk about what I've seen and then say, until I see something different, that's what I think this team is right now. A team that plays close games, has some opportunistic defense, gets some turnovers, um, and, it, and, and has a quarterback that can bring them back late in games. The trick is you got to have that fire late in the game, and you got to have the play calling that does it, and the execution, of course. I think AOC would take care of that execution, especially with those tools out there. But this is just where my gut is leading me. On a night game, in another stadium, in the cold, I say Purdue loses 24-20. Thanks for joining us for the Predicto. Uh, thanks again for the interaction. Thanks again for the feedback. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting us over the years. Uh, be good to one another. Be kind. Be safe. We love you.